Welcome to Foundations of Emo, hosted by Claire and Danny. Each episode, we take one of our favourite bands and dive deep into their history and origins, reminiscing on our own emo roots along the way. Hello, Claire. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I know, I just flew back in. <laughs> oh, really? From where? Do tell, Danny. <laughs> My jet-setting lifestyle, you know. I'm just back from Glasgow. I landed yesterday afternoon. I feel like it was really late last night, but it was like the plane landed at like half four. <laughs> I just, I'm tired. Getting old. I am getting old. Do you have an exciting weekend? Because what else are you doing today? Well, I was in Glasgow to see LS Dunes play and tonight I'm going to see the 1975 play. Neither of which are exclusively emo, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's way more exciting than my weekend. I really didn't do much. I went to a retirement dinner. Ooh. that's the stage of my life that I'm at. <laughs> I wish we were retiring. <laughs> but how was the gig? How was LS Dunes? It was good. If people don't know, um, LS Dunes are a super group made up of members of other bands. So Frankie Arrow from My Chemical Romance is in them. And I, like, honestly, was that was the reason I went. Because it was in such a small venue. It was in the garage in Glasgow. And, like, I will never, ever stand so close to Frankie Arrow again in my whole life. And he looks great. He looks the same. He's so cute. Somebody, I just want to yeah, somebody tweeted a photo of him saying, oh, I just met Frankie Arrow. And I was like, he looks the exact same as he did, I was going to say, 10 years ago, but it's probably more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, like the the um, support act was this girl called Kaylee Gold something. But she played in his band, Frankie Arrow and the Future Violence. And that's where she came from. But now she's making her own music. So he obviously organised for her to be the support act for them, which is really cute. Yeah. But she got him, or she got like, Ella Dunes out on stage to play with her for one of the songs oh. and he came out and like gave her a big hug and all and I was like they're just all so cute oh, I'm so it's all so wholesome could have been us could have been us yeah uh, <laughs> turns out I don't really like Ella Dunes so much like <laughs> I liked their first song and then I booked the ticket and then I listened to the album and it was like kind of samey and I was yeah. like oh I'm not really feeling it as much but they were really good live so I do recommend going to see them if you do like them <laughs> Glasgow's a cool place I think for especially that venue the garage is cool for all those kind of bands yeah yeah, it's a nice, like, small venue and the sound is really good there. Definitely recommend. Yeah. Definitely go back to Glasgow. And also in other news this week, in, very in line with our last episode, Fall Out Boy. New music. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it so much. <laughs> I love it as well. When the first song came out, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then the second one, I had to listen to it a few times, yeah. but it's a grower. It's so good. That first one, I honestly think I listened to it about 500 times. Yeah. It's so, so good. And I am loving how cute they are these days with yeah. all their little videos and all their little kind of interactions and all their little mysterious sending like postcards and seashells. <laughs> it's so cute. I feel like everyone's back on the Fallout Boy buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the music video for the second one? Yeah. So cute. They're so cute. Patrick with his little dungarees on. Oh. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't want to be late. <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. So cute. Um, and also very in line with this episode, Paramore is new music. How? <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in this episode. I know, but we're so on trend. Yeah. With where we're going with. <laughs> Do you want to get started? Let's jump in. So this week, it's my episode. As promised, I did not print out notes and put them in an envelope. <laughs> But I did write some notes. So this week I am going to be talking about Paramore and their history and Danny's going to be giving us her good feedback. I think I need to preface this by saying that I have done zero preparation for this episode. <laughs> I haven't looked up anything and I don't know anything about Paramore off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I don't know about their history or their relationships or like I don't know anything. So I'm I'm excited because I'm just going to react and it's going to be true reactions here because I haven't a clue. 
Yeah. You might need a pen and paper to keep track of everything here. <laughs> Let's start it gets with those confusing. boards. <laughs> all the like pins in it. Oh, the Venn diagram, you can have it with the middle. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, let's dive right in. Here is episode two, Paramore. Paramore formed in Franklin, Tennessee in 2004 by Hayley Williams, as we all know, Jeremy Davis, who was the bassist at the time, and the Farrow brothers, Zach, who's on drums, and Josh on lead guitar. And then this chap called Jason Bynum later joined the band as rhythm guitarist. So Hayley moved to Franklin in 2002 when she was just 13 and began taking vocal lessons and she was actually signed to Atlantic Records as a solo artist the next year but originally they actually wanted to turn her into like a pop singer going down that route but she ultimately she completely resisted and said no no I want to be in a like a pop punk band and play music with my friends which I think is quite cool that is cool I don't know why I had it in my head that like she was gonna get into like gospel music or something she oh so they are heavily heavily Christian influenced they're all very Christian Uh, well they were at the time anyway I think now they're not but yeah, she said to them, they all tried to get her to be like a pop princess and she was writing songs with songwriters in Nashville. She was like, nope, gotta be in a band. Okay, that's cool. Which that's I think cool. fair play to her, yeah, yeah. Do you know where the name Paramore came from? No. So apparently it was the maiden name of one of their old bassist's mothers, which is a weird <laughs> name. <laughs> which is a weird maiden name. But there you go. That's where they got What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> Actually, don't say it on the podcast because people might like break into your personal accounts. <laughs> Danny Paramore. Yeah. I thought it was some kind of play on words, like the word Paramore. And I don't know. No. And then I think I found, they found out what Paramore meant, which is some, oh God, I don't know what it means. Something like, something about love. Is it French? I don't know. And they're like, that's cool. Let's keep it. But they changed the spelling of it. But that's where it came from. Okay. Random. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what would your mother's name be I can't say <laughs> and my first pet's name <laughs> so Atlantic Records decided it would be better for Paramore to actually release their music by the more niche label Fueled by Ramen I yeah. actually didn't know they were on Fueled by Ramen they were originally yeah mm. um, so they had the artists like Jimmy World and the Academy Is so the CEO of Fueled by Ramen saw Paramore perform at Taste of Chaos and they were signed the next year which is pretty cool and do you know where Fueled by Ramen the name for that came from because they were poor and all they did was yeah! all they could afford was to eat noodles. <laughs> Which yeah. I love so much. Very relatable. Um, <laughs> and then there's going to be a common theme in this podcast, which you will soon see. But there was a band change straight after that. Okay. Straight so, after they resigned. Straight after they resigned. Uh, shortly after they resigned, Jeremy Davis left the band for personal reasons. So he was the bassist. So this is where the album All We Know Is Falling came from. So it's supposed to be about him leaving the band and the cover, which I never realised, is the red couch. And Mm. it's supposed to be like an empty space that Jeremy left them in. Okay. (laughs) I know. And then actually when you think about it, when you listen to that song, it does kind of make sense. Which song? All We Know. Oh. It does sound like, well, the lyrics, I suppose, are kind of like, what's the lyric? I can't remember. All We Know Is Falling. Yeah. Yeah. But then, awkwardly enough, five months later, he returns to the band. Wow. Sorry we wrote a whole album about yeah, you leaving I just that's so weird. It's like, oh, we wrote a whole album about you leaving, but come on, come on back there. And he's like, yeah, grand, I'll join and sing all these songs about my departure. <laughs> so when he returned, they released Pressure as their first single, which I didn't realise was their first single. I thought it was Emergency. I don't really know, to be honest. But actually what it was, was Pressure just failed to make any sort of impact and then emergency was released and that made more of an impact so that's probably where I got that like I don't actually remember 
what their singles are like from that album from yeah. the very beginning I don't remember what what are singles and what aren't because I just used to listen to the album in full yeah so. yeah so it was pressure emergency and all we know is the only hmm. singles they released off that one and fun fact you know the song conspiracy yeah that was the first song they all wrote together as a band oh. isn't that cute I like that song yeah it is cute so I think this is actually one of the those albums I bought after reading about them in Kerrang so I don't think I knew much about them but I think Kerrang was like oh this up and coming band da 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 so it's one of those ones where I probably got into them after their stuff was released rather yeah. than hearing it like firsthand. I don't remember how I started listening to Paramore. Not, I've been thinking about it since we yeah, started planning yeah. this episode and I honestly can't remember. Like I know I had the album and I used to listen to it all the time and like me and you especially we were really into it. Like yeah. the two of us we used to sing all the songs together. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember w- how it came about. Not do I actually. And I do think with this album, the singles are definitely the standout ones on it. Mm. Like, I like the album. But when you listen to it, they're definitely the ones I would pick as singles. Yeah, yeah. And I do remember, did we attempt to cover <laughs> Franklin or My Heart or something? Claire, it's so funny because I can't remember which song we tried to cover. Maybe it was both of them because it was between those two <laughs> for me as well. They're kind of samey yeah, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I can't remember. But we definitely did, didn't we? I love how we say tried to cover as well. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was incredible. It's probably better than the original. It's in the archives, we'll read about <laughs> it on stage. So anyway, after this album, guess what happened? Someone left. Yes! So there was another band change. So Jason Bynum, who was the rhythm guitarist, was replaced by a chap called Hunter Lamb. Okay. Which is a great name really, isn't it? <laughs> so this was 2006. So Paramore began to establish themselves both in the US but also in the UK. And they had their first kind of headline tours and were supported by bands like Cute Is What We Aim For. Oh my God. Do you remember? (laughs) And Hit The Lights, who I also used to like. Kerrang! readers voted them as best new band. And oddly enough, Hayley Williams came number two in the sexiest female category, which is wild to me that that was even a category. Because who could you put in it? Hayley Williams and Amy Lee. (laughs) There wasn't that many. This, this is something that like I've been thinking about a lot in the lead up to this episode is like I don't know how to say it the sexification of Hayley Williams or whatever it's like I don't know a lot of men who will admit to liking Paramore because there's a female fronted band or whatever yeah but anyone that does has to bring up how they fancy her and it drives me insane like I mean I I don't know like sure I fancy people from bands when I was younger yeah but like this whole thing it's like the only reason that fellas like Paramore is because she's hot or whatever and it just ruins my life like I just get so mad about it well she went on to win that category loads of times yeah I'm sure she did because there wasn't (laughs) that many to choose (laughs) from who else would there be (sighs) but like why do they why was it even a thing I know and it's kind of annoying that she wins that category and she probably never won like best singer (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so they kind of had a weird relationship with Kerrang because Kerrang then featured them 2007 and they did this article and the whole band was so unimpressed with it they felt it focused way too much on Hayley Williams mm-hmm. as the singer and they did not <laughs> mention the band whatsoever and she released this real um salty social media post where she was like there's not one bit of truth in that article and we could have completely done without that mm. uh, interview so don't know how the relationship is with Kerrang nowadays and then guess what someone left yes <laughs> So in the same year, Jeremy Davis, who was the bassist, who left for five months and then came back, was expelled from the band. So he did not leave. He was expelled due to his lack of work work ethic. Okay. Mm. But then guess what? 
Someone else left? No, they said I grant. You came back. back. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back and this chap, Taylor York, joined as a new guitarist because Hunter Lamb, who had replaced Jason Bynum, left to get married. Okay. So at this stage You know have- you can't be in a band when you're married. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the law. <laughs> so at this stage we have Haley Williams, Jeremy Davis, the Faro Brothers, and Taylor York. Okay. Are we on track? Absolutely not. We'll Picture continue. continue. <laughs> so Riot was released in July 2007 and had much better success at breaking into the Billboard charts compared to uh, All We Know. Misery Business was their first single, which in later years has become slightly controversial because mm. of the use of a certain word, which we were talking about. Do you know what that song was about? No. So she's given loads of versions of what this song is, but apparently a few years ago she admitted that it actually was about... Josh Farrow, who is the guitarist, when she was 13 or 14, he had, she had a crush on him and he had a girlfriend. So she wrote that song about him. Wow. I know. I mean, I'm sure we could all write songs like that when we were younger and whatever. But like the fact that she's saying that while still in the band with him is actually really embarrassing. I know. And then also, what do you think of the whole controversy around this song? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on feminism because I have a lot of stuff to say. Like, I think that the reason that they stopped playing it is like, good, okay. She's like, I've grown since then. And, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about other women that way and use that word. And, you know, like all those reasons. I was like, yeah, fair play, whatever. I didn't really think that much about it. But, you know, I did think fair play. But now recently they started playing it again. Like, yeah, I haven't looked into it, but I'm like, how can you come back from (laughs) what you said before yeah so she I mean there's not really a story around this she stopped playing it because she said you know I was young obviously and like we said when we were that age we all probably we probably all sang this song thinking of someone in our head being like but she has since says that she's grown up from it and she's a feminist but she's not a perfect feminist so last year I think she actually sang it again for the first time with Billie Eilish on stage at Coachella oh I feel like I saw that actually it was an acoustic version yeah and they just basically didn't say the word I know but I I feel like the reason that they stopped singing the song was actually about, the whole song was about tearing down another woman yeah, yeah, yeah. to get a man yeah not just that so word. it wasn't just the word yeah, yeah so yeah. The, even if you leave the word out like you're still singing the same yeah, song yeah there was no real explanation it was like they were like ah it's been enough few years yeah let's just whip out this song again hmm, and I don't know why like, it seems strange to me that the first time you choose to play it, like you said, it's about tearing down another woman, is with another woman. <laughs> yeah, to build her up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. I kind of half listened to it and then decided the acoustic version, like, and was like, this is a bit weird. Like, it's an iconic song, and I suppose they probably just want to keep it in their set list yeah. because it is one of yeah, their yeah. biggest songs. But to come out, like, with a whole statement about it, not playing it, and then just quietly start playing it again it's just so strange to me yeah and there was no explanation as to why they played they were just like yeah, yeah let's try this out but anyway so the other singles on this do you know what they were i can't even think what songs from this album i'm not gonna lie to you so crush 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 oh yes 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> i did not mean to say <laughs> um no, I was going to say G-Code. That's on a different album. Uh, was that on like a bumper album? Mm, or maybe, I, oh, I have no idea. Go on. Clearly you didn't do enough research. <laughs> Obviously not. That's what you get. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. When you let your heart in. Yeah. 
Uh, this was also the same year when Haley began dating Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory, which is a story you said, in itself. I know that she was married to Chad Gilbert, but my head went to Chad Kroger from Nickelback. <laughs> Wrong person. That was Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, I really don't like Newfound Glory either. Do you? I've never really listened to them, honestly. They. I'm almost sure they supported Green Day when I went to see them for the first time. And I don't know if it's because I was so excited to see Green Day. And I was like, can these people just get off the stage? But they just seemed really like into themselves and mm. talking a lot. And I was like, oh, get away. Anyway. Do they well, have those like drawly pop punk voices? I honestly can't remember. One of those real annoying. Like, like you were talking that. about earlier. Like, <laughs> hey guys, you're hey all guys, so great. This is probably the best show I've ever played in yeah. my life. Wow. <laughs> what a crowd. <laughs> That's exactly what they're like, actually, now that you've oh. said that. But we'll come back to that piece later on because there's some controversy around that one. So the following year, which would be 2008 at this stage, when touring Europe, the band announced a break and cancelled six shows. Okay. Which I didn't know happened. No. Probably didn't pay enough attention at the time. And I suppose six shows isn't exactly... Yeah. Like, that's probably, what, two weeks or something. So the rumours around this time was that Josh Farrow, who was the guitarist, was unhappy with everyone focused on... Hayley Williams, which, I mean, part of me gets, but the other part of me is like, what did you expect? Yeah. It's kind of what you signed up for, really, isn't it? And naturally, everyone's going to focus on her. She's the singer. I think that happens with most bands. And there wasn't even that many bands that had female singers, so it was, like, very different. And I also feel, not that they wouldn't have been as successful, but, like, the fact that she was asked to be a pop singer and she was adamant that she wanted to be in this band with her friends, like, it's kind of because of her that's why they got to where they were yeah so well I get where he's coming from you know be grateful he wasn't just mad about them singing about his ex all the time yeah Yeah, so he was unhappy but they managed to carry on and that they actually played their first Irish show that year in the RDS I've never seen them I saw them at Leeds but I've never seen them in Ireland and I don't know why it feels weird to me if they played here I wouldn't get a ticket I feel like I'd kind of just gone off them a bit by the time they did I play think here. I that's what it was, yeah. There was, there was this kind of embarrassment around them. Or, like, yeah. saying you're a Paramore fan, I feel like, was embarrassing. Because people would be like, huh, that's because you're a girl and there's a girl singer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was very... People just associated you straight away with this kind of, like, I don't know, being young or something? Or There used to be this thing as well that, like, if you were a girl who was into that kind of music and you liked Paramore, people would be like, oh, you're just trying to be like Hayley Williams. And it was like... That's because it's the only other girl you know that, like, dresses like this and, yeah. you know, is into that kind of music. Yeah. So everyone compared you to Hayley Williams yeah. if you were a girl who liked pop punk emo music. And mm. I suppose that made me pull away from liking Paramore at all. Probably, I kind of yeah. didn't want to well, be involved with them. admitting it, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, yeah, going to a gig and that, like, I was like, oh no, <laughs> Paramore, I don't no like way. Them. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I dyed my hair orange. <laughs> So I had red hair and then I had orange hair. And just what you're saying there, people used to always say to me, oh, you know who you look like? And they'd be like, Hayley Williams. Now, just to say, I don't look like Hayley Williams, but just because I was pale and had that colour hair, that's what everyone associated with. And it is one of those things where it's like, they don't know any other band or they don't know anything. So straight away it was like, oh, you look like that one from Paramore. It's like, no, I don't. But thanks though, I'll take it. (laughs) Not a bad thing. (laughs) Exactly. They actually released a live album of this tour as well, which I've never listened to. 
I don't like live albums at all. Neither do I. I just don't understand the point. I love live music, but I want to be in the room. I don't want to listen to it and imagine it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think it ever sounds... No, it never sounds good. Yeah, because like you said, the whole point of, I think, live music is being there, not listening to it, <laughs> pretending you were there. <laughs> um, so I've never listened to it and probably never will, but it did very well. So then Brand New Eyes. Do you remember this one? Yeah. That was the first album where they didn't have the guidance of a producer before they started. So apparently in their heads, this meant it was going to surpass the work of their first two okay. albums, which is, I don't know, is that throwing shade at their... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we won't have a producer this time. We can do it ourselves. Yeah, and it's like, exactly. that's literally the producer's job. Yeah. Why would you think you can do it better? <laughs> so I think they started writing music for this. And then one of the producers came along to like hear some of it and like convinced them they were on the right tra- track and they were doing well. So they're like... Yeah, and the first song they released was... Stop quizzing oh, me, yeah. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> it was Ignorance. Okay, yes. I love that song. Yeah. I think it's a good I song. like this album. I... Do I like this album? I think this was one of their albums where it went very mainstream. Yeah. So Brick by Boring Brick, I remember being played over and over and over on Spin 1038. I was like, turn this fucking thing off. It was just... Like, it's one of those things where you just get sick of it. But it was a good album. And they released loads of singles off this one. So they had Brick by Boring Brick, The Only Exception, Careful and Playing God. Which I don't remember any of those songs to be honest now. I I know <laughs> that I liked this album and I listened to it a lot. But I can't like... I find it really hard to put the song title with the actual song. Yeah, like if you play it. Yeah, you, yeah, no, I'll know the song. You can start singing But if you along. say to me, what's Brick by Boring Brick? I can't. <laughs> If you ask me what song that is, like, I wouldn't be able to sing it because yeah. I can't remember. But if you gave me, like, one bar of it, I'd be like, oh, that one. Yeah. And actually, I kind of found that when listening to these albums, I'd kind of listen to a song and go, oh, I thought that I thought I'd already listened to this. Or I thought that was the same song as this other one. Like, they're all very samey-samey. Or maybe it's just their singles are very samey-samey. Maybe. But guess what happened then in 2010? Someone left. Yeah! <laughs> so, God, this should be a drinking game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confusing the first time I read about all this I was like no hang on I've totally lost track of what <laughs> so in 2010 they kind of spent um, a good bit of time touring South America and Europe and then the Farrow brothers so Zach and Josh said you know what we're going was it that they weren't getting enough attention yeah <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough so Josh Farrow who was the guitarist he wrote a actually fairly angry statement about leaving the band citing kind of I think he said one of their main reasons was kind of differing opinions on certain things but also that Haley basically treated it as her solo project and the rest of them were just riding on her coattails okay which again we're back to this whole who would they have been without yeah. her really yeah. and then he also had a few fairly I think at the time were like shocking statements about how the rest of the band weren't actually signed to Atlantic Records and she was the only one signed which later on they came out and said, yeah, that's true. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's really weird. Isn't it weird? I um, suppose with the, with the rate, everyone was leaving the band. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of putting their name in the contract? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's the only one going to stay. So the remaining three, do you know who they are? Hayley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm lost. I know at this stage I'm like, who? Hayley Williams, Jeremy Davis and Taylor York. They confirmed all the statements and basically were like, yeah, whatever. It's true. So whatever. So she also stated at this time that the band's sound was likely to change because of this 
change in lineup. And I think she's very right there. Change it did. It did. <laughs> the first song they released without the Farrow Brothers was Monster for the Transformers movie soundtrack. And I really liked the song, except couldn't tell you what it is right now. I just know that. <laughs> I feel I like my head was like, oh, I forgot about that. I know I like that song, but I can't think what yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm just singing Funeral for a Friend Monsters in my head, which is not the same. <laughs> not the same. Also, something I did not know happened at all. In October 2011, they announced they were going to release a new song for every month left in the year. Which is only three months, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you say that when there's only know. three months left? And it also was bizarre. I just didn't know that happened. And all, I did not write down the names of the songs, so I couldn't tell you what they were, but I'd never heard of any of them. Oh. So I don't know if they were successful or... I don't know what they they were trying to achieve with that. Hmm. Were they trying to be like, get themselves back in the game or something because people have probably forgotten about them at this stage yeah they're probably just trying to do something different yeah and well clearly it didn't work for me (laughs) (laughs) and another thing i did not know so in 2012 when they began working on their fourth album so obviously at this stage they didn't have a drummer do you know who the drummer was for this album no it was former lost profits drummer his welsh name i can't pronounce can you not use that word cancelled no, <laughs> no, we'll talk about this in a later episode but i feel like these poor chaps yeah yeah no i do feel you know like so i'm glad he had something else to be doing <laughs> <laughs> and i have i think i read something weird as well that he also was the drummer for nine inch nails at some stage really so let's call him the nine inch nails drummer yeah is that okay i'm just kidding you can say <laughs> lost profits <laughs> maybe with a trigger warning <laughs> but yeah he did the drums for the album 2012 I know, like, obviously not getting into it now, but I know when the whole Ian Watkins thing happened, the band <gasps> were really, really quick to, like, distance themselves, so they had yeah. no idea, like, they really, like, got out there and put, like, tried to clear their names, so I do feel bad for them, like. Yeah, that's why I put it in, to be honest, I was like, oh, let's give this guy a <laughs> shout this out. This <laughs> name I haven't even written down, but. <laughs> but shout that's out to him. racist. <laughs> it was all big and Welsh, I don't know. <laughs> Any Welsh people out there can help us pronounce the names that'd be great so anyway this was their self-titled album paramore that was released in 2013 and featured the songs now still into you and ain't it fun i don't know about this album i thought that i really liked it and now listening back like for this episode i was like meh oh yeah i I think i thought this album was the album after (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why but this was one of their most successful ones it gave the band their highest ever chart position and it also won a Grammy. Is this one that has the ukulele on it all the time? That's, yeah, that's what I said to you. Oh, I feel little like interludes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think at the time, I was like, uh, I don't like it. But going back and listening to it now, maybe I like it a bit more. But I still would never choose to put it on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but Ain't It Fun won, like, best songwriter. Haley and Taylor, I think it was, won a Grammy for writing that song, basically. Aren't the lyrics like, ain't it fun living in the real world? Yeah, like, and then it's... <laughs> groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> it's like, don't go crying to your mama. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so I find that really weird, but anyway. Last year, the cover of that album changed to just an image of Hayley Williams shot from behind with the words, grow up, written on her jacket. Mm-hmm. Which might have something to do with the next fact, which was... Can you guess where I'm going next? Somebody left. <laughs> In 2015, there was another band change. Wow. So who do you think left this time? I mean, there's so few people left. <laughs> it was Jeremy Davis. Okay. So this is again. the third Wait, time. Wait, you have a second again? 
This is the third time he has left the band. And he then started off this big legal battle with them, claiming that he was entitled to the royalties from being a co-owner of the band with Haley. He basically lost that one. So then he started another one saying that he was entitled to royalties from any of the songs that he'd co-written that were successful. Which okay. I kind of, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Is it fair enough? Okay. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> so they settled that with him anyway, so they basically paid him off to be quiet. So Jeremy Davis is gone. So at this stage, we have Hayley Williams and Taylor York. So naturally, with Hayley Williams now being in a band consisting of one other person, <laughs> she suffered from mental health issues during this period and privately left the band for a while. Maybe she's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> And she has actually been very open about her depression she's experienced in interviews and how she's in therapy and stuff and how this was, at the time, one of the hardest times in her life. Um, and she has credited Taylor York with holding her together and keeping the band alive. So I guess for a while during this time, poor old Taylor York was the only member of Paramore <laughs> left. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. So the fact that he was the only one left in Paramore, it was very unexpected when the next year Hayley announced they were in the process of writing their fifth album did he know about this <laughs> the way he said that was like he hadn't a clue so they teased a short video of themselves in the studio and also shared some images which included none other than former drummer zach farrow oh however he clarified that he was just recording drums for the album and he was not returning until a few months later when he returned he returned <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> so he was announced as an official member again so now we're back to Hayley Williams, Taylor York, and Zach Farrow. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> but only because there's three. <laughs> so their fifth album, After Laughter, was released in 2017. And I think I genuinely knew about one song in this album before I had to listen to it for this podcast. Yeah. I was uh, listening to all the albums for this episode and I put that on and then I was about three songs in. And once we got past the singles, I was like, I don't think I've ever listened no, to this in my I life. Think, I don't know these songs. I think when it came out, I listened to it once, went, nah, don't like it, and just never. I think back something to it. like that might have happened, but like the songs, I genuinely don't remember them apart no. from the singles. And I genuinely thought that all the songs from the last album were on this album. <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't paying much attention. I do like, though, I read that the title for this album, After Laughter, is based on, you know, when you are like hysterically laughing about something and you can't stop yourself laughing, and then all of a sudden you like stop. And Hayley Williams was like, it always makes me wonder, like, what's coming to that person's head to make them stop in that moment? And what are they thinking? And I was like, hmm. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I just thought it just rhymed. And that's why. (laughs) (laughs) These words sound nice together. (laughs) So apparently they actually had five singles from it. Okay. Which I wouldn't have said they had that many singles at all. (laughs) Banging out the five singles. But anyway, this album received critical acclaim with people praising their new direction and their synth pop Mm. sound. Yeah, I know everyone was talking about it being kind of 80s inspired when it came out. I definitely have heard more, like, different bands that sound more 80s than this, but I kind of get it. Yeah, I guess, I suppose it's definitely more mature than it was. So fair enough, like, it was a new direction, but an American online music publication called Pitchfork listed it at number 169 in their list of best albums from the decade. (laughs) How long was the list? (laughs) I don't know, but... I just don't think it'd even make my top 169. No, definitely not. Best albums of the decade. 10 years of albums. And, and this is in it? No. Oh, don't know. It's definitely down the end of my list of Paramore albums even, so. This was actually around the time. So it wasn't that long ago that they announced they were going to stop playing Misery Business. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that was only, what, 2018? So, 2017. They didn't even stop playing it for that long, really. <laughs> Just, like, two shows. They were like, I'll oh, bring it back. <laughs> but this 2017 was also the year Haley and her then-husband, Chad Gilbert, who she'd married the previous year, announced they had separated due to his repeated infidelity. Mm-hmm. Men. I know. So then I went back, obviously, went down a rabbit hole with this for a bit. So they got engaged on Christmas Day... No, that's a cop out. You can't get engaged on Christmas Day. What a bastard. (laughs) I think they got engaged on Christmas Day 2014. Because he couldn't figure out what else to buy her. So he wanted a ring. He sounds like this kind of person, to be honest. They got married in 2016 and divorced in 2017. So when I literally Googled Chad Gilbert, up came this photo of him and someone who was not Hayley Williams, but it's the image of Hayley Williams. She's a short singer. That might be a lie. Maybe she's not a singer. With like dyed hair, she's petite, she's pale, which is his new wife, who he married after Hayley Williams. Then when I went back further, he was actually married to another lead singer of a band. He has a type. (laughs) He does. In 2007. So before he married Hayley Williams, but that relationship broke down due to his repeated infidelity. Mm. So then he married Hayley Williams, cheated on her loads of times, and is now married to some other one. And they have a child. But also, apparently, on a sad note, she's had cancer loads of times. And he announced last year it came back. Danny's I don't know what. To- <laughs> Danny's looking at me now and all she wants to say is, he deserves it. Which <laughs> My brain was just going, deserved, deserved, deserved. And I was like, don't say that out loud. But my face said it. <laughs> okay. I was like, don't say deserved. And then my brain goes, Karma. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> anyway, we'll pretend that never happened. <laughs> oh, anyway, back to uh, not talking about Chad Gilbert. Is there a big age difference between them, or did I make that up in my head? Don't know. Look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's the same age as us, isn't she? Yeah, I think. So anyway. I'd say he's older. Yeah. Google I never, it. I Google never really um, cared much about Haley Williams, to be honest. Like, I never obviously looked into her life because I don't know anything about her like I just never like I didn't dislike her but I never was particularly interested in her either but then once I heard this happened then I was like oh my god me and her have the same life wow (laughs) we could be such good friends Mm. we have so much in common to talk about because we I think we got married during the same time and then broke up with our husbands for the same reason so at the same time yeah besties Uh, (laughs) yeah I know what you mean I didn't really know much about her either I kind of just always looked at her hair colour <laughs> and I know it sounds weird but it'd always be like oh Hayley Williams I like her hair or, oh look at her hair in that one but it was never what's Hayley Williams history what she got going on there in her personal life hadn't a clue <laughs> like I couldn't tell you one thing about her personal life mm. apart from that she broke up with Jack Gilbert so after <laughs> the after laughter god that's hard to say after the after laughter album release they took a bit of a break from touring and writing and it was during this time that Hayley decided feck it I'm going to release some solo stuff. Okay, I googled it. Chad Gilbert. <laughs> la, la, la. Chad Gilbert is 41 years old. Yeah, I knew oh. there was an age difference as well because that was also like me and my husband. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Danny is actually Hayley Williams. <laughs> Surprise. What age is she? She must be 30. She is 34. 34. Oh. Fun facts. There you go. So anyway. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> she decided she was going to release some solo stuff. Even though she'd repeatedly said for years that she'd no interest. Releasing solo stuff. I mean, was the band not just her anyway? Was that not the whole thing we've been talking about this whole time? <laughs> and 
she still has to go out by yeah, herself. Exactly. She must have so many songs she needs to release. And she released two albums, one after another, one in 2020 and one in 2021. I thought she only ever released one. No, she had two, apparently. Okay. Have you listened to it? No. I listened to it for the sole purpose of this podcast and I was uh, not impressed. I think I did maybe try to listen to it, but I yeah. didn't like it. So the first single she released is called Simmer. So I did like that song. Yeah. But when you play the intro to it, I was like, what is this? A Destiny's Child song? It's very like... <laughs> You know, so Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought you were Beyonce there for a second. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, so she releases when, I mean, she's got one about horses as well, which, I don't know, it's just all very weird. I didn't like it. It was Maybe that's why I didn't like her. She's giving me horse girl vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were besties. <laughs> so this was actually highly praised, these albums. Mm. I don't know. Who are these music, music critics? And how do you qualify as a music critic? Because I don't agree with any of their obviously we wouldn't qualify because we have the polar opposite opinions everything they say <laughs> but it made loads of like the top 50 best album lists at the time mm-hmm. and she also had a european and u.s tour planned for all this solo stuff but then covid19 happened so it was cancelled and she just basically never rescheduled any of it mm-hmm. um she also put a lot more time to her hair dye company yeah good, good dye young yeah <laughs> and she hosted the bbc weekly podcast Everything is emo. What? Yes! Oh my god, she has a podcast too? Oh, I know. would be friends. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Are you Hayley Williams? <laughs> the big reveal on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently she hosted this BBC Weekly podcast and she said at the time, like, she found it really strange that they were asking her to do it, but then she realised, hang on, I've been in this scene for 10 years like so it does kind of make sense like she still thinks of herself as being like 16 releasing an L album but people are like no you're you know established in the scene now it seems really strange to me that she would find it strange <laughs> like what <laughs> why would they ask me maybe because you've been in an emo band for like 20 years like what yeah, I know. why was she confused well I never listened to it I did intend to but that never happened I'm sure it's great go listen <laughs> don't just listen to this podcast it's the best so that was basically what they've been doing up until last year when they announced they were working on their sixth studio album. Again, six. I wouldn't have said they have six albums. No. I would have said they have four. Yeah. You know? Yeah, in that. What's the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now. So the album's going to be called This Is Why and so far they've released three singles from it. I wish yeah. they didn't. <laughs> I know. I'm not feeling these ones at all. And my friend Jody described it perfectly when he said it's like spoken word with a few na na-na-nas thrown in. Yeah, That's 100%. literally it. Now, to be fair though, I did watch their kind of live performances and music videos for this stuff. And even though I'm not feeling it, Hayley Williams is having the time of her life. Yeah, she's definitely having a good time. She seems so confident. She's like rocking out these dance moves, loving life. Her voice is on point. She's on Jimmy Kimmel and they just look like they're having such a fab time playing crap music. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> this album has Taylor York, Hayley Williams, and Zach Farrow. Okay. And fun fact, this is the first album to have the same lineup as its predecessor. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having six albums and they're all different people. And also, late last year, Hayley confirmed that her and Taylor York are dating, which is awkward when you think about the fact that she fancied Zach Farrow's brother. Also, I don't know how I'd feel about dating someone in a band and there's only three of you. Don't shit where you eat. Yes. It's like riding someone at work. You just don't do it. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? No. 
because I wouldn't shit where I eat. <laughs> um, and that's really it. Like going through everything, there was no real, I don't want to say controversy about the band really, apart from their like multiple lineups and Hayley kind of leaving and the bit about her personal life. But there's never really been like a massive controversy about them, which is probably why when we talk about Paramore, we're like, I don't really know much about Paramore. Yeah. There's not much to know. I wonder if they just kind of keep it quiet as a, like they don't talk about it. Yeah. Because the fact that there's that many lineup changes says to me that shit was going down. Like, And I don't think I would have realised there's that many lineup yeah. changes. No, I wouldn't have had a clue. The only thing that really alerted me to it was I knew they'd changed the album cover. Yeah. I was definitely throwing shade at your man. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> left the band three times. Um, I wonder what he's doing now, actually. What's the story with the new music? Like, have they talked about it much? Like, what's the influence or what's going on? I was reading about, like, what their influences are. And would you believe... Name a completely random band that you think they are influenced by. And you'd be totally wrong. You'll never get this. I, like, I, I'm playing This Is Why in my head and I have no idea what that sounds like. Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like anything that I can think of. So apparently Haley has stated that one of her big influences is U2. Well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a response to that. Pause for effect. <laughs> Just like, no thoughts in my head. I Just know. Like, what? What? So we went back and she basically said the reason she's so influenced by them is because they do what they want they just release whatever they want do whatever they want and they don't really care and i was like oh have they ever out- <laughs> said that out loud like have you two come out and been like we release what we want we don't give a fuck i don't know that much about you two to be fair. So maybe either. they do but i just found that so strange mm. yeah but i don't know i think when you think about it so she was only 16 when they released that first album. So fair enough, her music now is not going to be the same stuff she was talking about when she was 16. Yeah. And we probably like different bands now. So I understand where she's going with the music now, but it's not necessarily going to be the same people listening to it. Yeah. Because I know when they were coming out with a new song, everybody was excited about it and everyone was talking about it. Oh, Paramore are going to release their first new single in ages. Yeah. And- I actually went on when it was released because they announced what time it was going to be released or whatever and I went on YouTube and watched it like as soon as it came out and I was like what is this? It's just (laughs) such a weird direction especially that latest French one that I can't pronounce. Oh c'est comme ça. Yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) it's literally like and then I'll be walking down the street and this will happen na 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 it's like what? Yeah. And I, do you know what? I think that's one of the things about their newer stuff I don't necessarily like to me. Not that their lyrics were inspirational or anything in the first three, but I just feel like when I'm listening to it, they're saying words because they rhyme. <laughs> do you know, I don't feel like there's a, like a real structure to their songs and people are saying, you know, oh, they have themes of, you know, grief and depression and blah, blah. I'm like, do they? yeah I don't know but maybe that's just me I mean maybe there is if you actually listen to them but to me it just kind of sounds like the songs don't have any real context yeah that's because we were talking about it um in the lead up to this episode and I was saying that like the Paramore songs just didn't really stick with me like I'm not enjoying listening to them back the way I did like when we were listening to Fall Out Boy I was like I love this song oh my god remember this one and I had all these memories attached and all and the Paramore songs I was listening back to them and I was like "Eh, I used to love this one it's kind of catchy but I wasn't like feeling any great affinity towards them and I think it is that their lyrics are very basic like there's it's not great songwriting anywhere like the songs are catchy don't get me wrong and like the instrumental stuff is good and you know the songs are good but like the lyrics in particular don't have a lot of depth no, don't go crying to your mama. 
Even like the new one is like, this is why I don't leave the house. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, which is catchy. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. I didn't, so, yeah. So are STDs. <laughs> STIs is the PC way to describe these these days. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so two things, though, that I did uh, find out when I was looking up stuff. Do you remember the band Versa Emerge? No. Yeah, well, you might have, if not for the fact that apparently people think they signed to Atlantic Records or Atlantic Records signed them in order to make sure they didn't get bigger than Paramore. Okay. You'd know the song if you looked it up. Don't want to sing it, but... Explain to me this conspiracy. So she, Versa Merge, were a band and they had a lead female singer who was quite good. She was good at singing. Um, and their first... She was good at singing. She was good at singing. Just like Hayley. Um, and their first single, can't remember the name of it. You know, if you, I can't sing it in case, like, copyright, obviously, everyone. Says. I don't think it's you. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're the singer. Emerged. I'm Hayley Williams and you're the singer of the other band. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but so people thought that they signed to Atlantic Records so that they could stop them from becoming bigger than Paramore because they never went anywhere at all. Like, you've never heard them. Yeah, interesting. Which I thought was a good theory. But also, would they really want to sign a band and not have them be successful? Yeah. I've heard, like, stories like that before about record labels and like intentionally not getting bands big and stuff like that so yeah could be a thing well like why couldn't they just have both of them would it not make sense if female fronted bands are being popular this time to release another one yeah true but i don't know versa emerge if you're out there shout out versa emerge (laughs) (laughs) everyone go listen to them let's make them bigger than paramore (laughs) and then a weird weird thing that i came across was there was this thing going around for a while where people were saying if you played certain Paramore songs backwards, there was hidden subliminal messages in them. Was it about Jesus? Kind of. Well, no. <laughs> so specifically, somebody claimed that if you play Renegade, don't know what that song is, Misery Business and Decode backwards, you hear things such as have mercy, have mercy, you will kill. And it was Satan. Oh. Which is, I can't say I tried it for this. <laughs> I spent two hours. (laughs) I don't even... Yeah. But I did see, like, people... There was this whole, like, thread where people were like, yeah, I played this backwards and I couldn't hear this, but my dad listened to it. My dad said it sounded like they said this. Yeah, I know. People have too much time in their hands. Who has the time to be playing their CDs backwards in case there's hidden messages? Yeah. And how... Anyway. And why power... Like, if you're going to try to see if there's subliminal messages, I'd be looking for, like, satanic bands or something. I wouldn't be looking at Paramore. Paramore is so satanic. Don't you Don't you get that vibe? I mean, their lyrics aren't even that deep. They're hardly doing yeah. backwards lyrics as well. Oh, that's the trick. They're crap basic lyrics, but when you play them backwards, they're actually really... Very intense. <laughs> uh, and also, apparently, Hayley Williams does not use social media whatsoever anymore. Good for her. Don't wouldn't be her. me. <laughs> Danny loves a bit of social media. <laughs> Um, and that's it. That's all the Paramore facts I have. I tried hard to dig deep and find something really interesting or some mind-blowing fact, but there just is not. Wow. It was just all very basic. And it's weird because I was excited to do Paramore. I was excited to do this episode. And then when I went back and looked into it, I was like, oh, there's not really a lot of depth to any of this. A bit like their music. Yeah, very <laughs> like their music. There's a theme here. <laughs> But that's, that's how I felt about going back and listening to them. Like, I was kind of like, okay, let's, you know, we transported back for Fall Out Boy. Let's transport back to Paramore. I remember when me and you were like 16, 17 and we were listening yeah. to them and we were singing some songs, apparently, yeah, yeah. that we can't remember. 
and when I went back I just didn't have any feelings I was like "Mm." no like you said Mm. to me it's a chore and it was a chore yeah the later albums I'd be listening to you and I'm like god I can't wait for this to finish so I can play something else yeah Claire and I were just texting each other being like oh trying to listen to that album hmm not enjoying it yeah but like one thing as well that she probably doesn't get credit for is the fact she she has a whopper voice yeah no 100% I'll never ever take that away from her like her voice is incredible yeah and if you listen to her live stuff it's so perfect I think the sad thing for me about the new music is that it doesn't showcase her voice at all that's probably it but now she does again it does look like she's having the time of her life I'm sure she's loving life but like you said it's not showcasing her voice at all because she's talking (laughs) (laughs) so on that note what are your songs Claire? no this is so hard I honestly couldn't pick these whatsoever so I mean you go first Okay, so... What's your song on repeat? My song on repeat, it was very hard to choose because there wasn't many songs that I wanted to repeat. (laughs) But I'm going to go with... um, Can't even remember the name. (laughs) Come on, think. All I Wanted. Based on her voice and based on that note. Yeah, and based on the fact that she has started singing that song live and she never, ever, ever, ever sang it live through her whole career because she was so afraid of trying to sing that note live. But she started doing it, I think, last year. She performed it live for the first time ever. And it was great. And that song, I actually, a couple of years ago, it's funny because I thought I didn't listen to Paramore since I was like a teenager, but I listened a few years ago to one of their albums and I used to clean my house and have that song on and like try to do the note. And like my poor neighbours in that apartment block is all I'm going to (laughs) say. But I did used to have that song on repeat because I do like that song. I do like that song. So I'm going to change it from song on repeat to song I get stuck in my head. Okay. Because there's no song that I would go back to and go, I'm going to listen to that again. There just isn't. I tried really hard. <laughs> but the song that gets stuck in my head, and even as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, this is such a cop out and it's not even whatever, is Ain't It Fun. Mm. But again, I would never repeat it. <laughs> I'll just be, it's just because I'll be going out my, or going about my daily business, singing it in my head. Maybe that's just a testament to their Grammy award winning song. Yeah. But I just would never go back and listen to any song. To be fair, I've play- been playing them a lot for my daughter because feminist queen that she is, she keeps <laughs> giving out to me that I listen to too much music with boys in it. <laughs> so I played her some power more and she was into it. And yeah. she does, she likes that song. Yeah. But then again, she's, you know, barely five. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the music taste of a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> she likes a few of their songs. Yeah. She like, there's one video where Haley's dressed as kind of like a princessy angel thing or yeah. something. I can't even remember what song that is. She really likes that video because it's kind of fairy tale Yeah. What's your song to skip? So, Besides all of them. Again, yeah, very hard because when I was listening to them, I actually found I'd be like, listen to the intro and they were like, skip, Duh, skip. But the one I'm coming back to is actually one of their more recent ones, Rose Coloured Boy. Okay, that actually got stuck in my head the other day yeah. after listening to it. It's the lyrics. I'm like, what is she on about? She's talking <laughs> shite. Like, what is a rose coloured boy? <laughs> and someone's going to come on and be like, there's some deep, meaningful. Maybe it's like a boy you look at through rose tinted glasses. I mean, yeah. Which we all do. <laughs> Red flags, red flags. <laughs> what red flags? I can't see them. I thought it was a circus. <laughs> Chad Gilbert, Chad Gilbert. <laughs> but I just don't like it. It just annoys me. But again, there's probably loads that I'd skip, but they're the two I will pick. Okay. I think I'm going to have to skip misery, misery Business. <gasps> I know. I just... It, it annoys me so much that they've started playing it again. Like, if they had never said anything about it and continued to play it through their whole career... It wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that they went on a feminist thing to take it down and now are back to it, I just... But, like, the song is really overplayed as well. So I just don't like the song. Like, I just won't listen yeah. to it. I don't think I'd ever turn it off, though. I would. Huh. <laughs> See, I'd be like, mm, 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 mm. 
No. Once I hear it, I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, here we go with this song again. Do you remember actually in the video they had that weird bit where she like wiped her face with a makeup wipe? Yeah. That's not great. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she was probably wearing a lot of makeup as well. Yes, yeah, to be fair. Actually, she did release a limited edition MAC makeup line. Did she? It was all orange. <laughs> wow. Where did she get her inspiration? <laughs> so unique. But yeah, okay, so fair enough. So Misery Business and Rose Colored Boy, we would skip. Mm-hmm. Ain't it fun? And all I wanted, we would maybe repeat. <laughs> if we had to. <laughs> Don't come for us in the comments. <laughs> I think, no, so takeaway from this is I like Paramore, I always liked Paramore, but I will not be rushing to listen to their new stuff. But we are going to see them in April. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if they play anything other than the first three albums, we will be at the bar. (laughs) I was going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Come meet us at the bar. Um, yeah, so let us know your thoughts on Paramore. Let us know if there's any controversial facts that you know that the internet does not and let us know if you would skip or repeat any of their songs (laughs) if you repeat any of the songs and skip like not all of them (laughs) i actually quite like you know the little um acoustic bits in between Mm. okay okay danny's not my friend (laughs) i mean your opinion's wrong but that's fine So what is our next episode going to be, Danny? Our next episode I'm so excited for because I'll actually enjoy this. <laughs> it's My Chemical Romance and it's my episode. Dun, dun, dun. I'm actually excited for this because I have not gone back and listened to My Chemical Romance for a very long time. Uh-huh. I still listen to them like quite often yeah. to be fair. But I'm excited to go back to the start and then work my way through chronologically. Yeah, find out some good little facts about them. I know so many facts. <laughs> off oh. the top of my head oh <laughs> but yeah i'm excited to get to talking about them and something else that we forgot to mention is that we're aiming to put out the podcast every two weeks so it's not a weekly podcast because we have very busy lives got a lot of things going on i'm jet setting around the world <laughs> it takes me two weeks to write stuff about paramore <laughs> and i still do it the night before <laughs> so this should be coming out every second wednesday Uh, Obviously, we'll update you on social media if that's not happening. But tell all your friends about us. (laughs) And follow us on said social media so you can keep up to date and give us all your opinions and come for us in the comments. So we are Foundations of Emo on Instagram and Foundations Emo on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. I was about to say the next one. I was like, wait, that's it. We don't have anything else. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, let us know what you think. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.